I'm Amber Peterson, and you're listening to Mamas and Money, Episode 76, Accountability and Boundaries on Your Money with Jennifer Anderson. Do you know that creating confidence with your money will change your life? My name is Amber Peterson. I'm a mother, licensed financial professional, and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And if you're ready, let's take this journey together. Welcome, friends. I hope you've had an amazing first couple weeks of the year and that you are just enjoying your time into 2024. And I have a fantastic guest with me today. I'm so excited to introduce Jennifer to you. I want to tell you a little bit about Jennifer. So get ready. (laughs) She is awesome. So she's an extraordinary coach who is changing lives one belief at a time. I'm thrilled to introduce Jen, an accountability mindset coach who is not who is not just a guide, but a beacon of empowerment for women everywhere. Jen's philosophy is simple yet profound. Belief plus boundaries equal bliss. She's a master at helping women shift their mindset, set empowering beliefs, and step into a life of true bliss. Her approach isn't just about coaching. It's about transforming lives. What sets Jen apart is her unique ability to connect with women on a deep level, guiding them through their journey of self-discovery and empowerment. She's the driving force behind Mindful Habits Academy, a program that's not just about learning, but about experiencing a shift in how you view yourself and the world. Jen also nurtures a vibrant online community, Extraordinary Women, It's on Facebook. This group is more than just a community. It's a sanctuary where women support, inspire, and grow together. So I just want to say welcome, Jen. It's so good to have you on the program. Thank you, Amber. I'm just so glad you asked, and I'm glad that we got to connect and and really get to know each other. This has been a lot of fun. Yes, I've loved it. I even just talking off air before we came on today. It's just been, oh, it's going to be so good. I'm so excited. Yes. Yes. And you know, I love to talk about accountability and I love to talk about boundaries. So yeah, it's great. Yay. Well, and that's a perfect subject for the start of a new year because we can yes. come into a new year and kind of think we're starting fresh. We want to, you know, make this year unique and different, maybe from the others, we go after some of our goals and really improve our lives and the lives of our families. But I think one thing that can kind of get maybe missed or maybe confused is that accountability and boundary part. So that's going to be so good to kind of dive into because, you know, we want these habits that you're going to be forming to get to your goals to be lasting and not just something that we get to the end of January and we're like, well, that was a nice thought. (laughs) I'm not doing that. Right. Right. Absolutely. So let me ask you this, hon, you know, women often struggle with staying committed to their financial goals. And I'm wondering like how do that accountability plays that crucial role uh, in transforming their money mindset? Yeah, so that's a great question. And actually, if you don't mind, I'm gonna take it a little broader too. Let's do it. So like the thing with accountability that I feel like everybody kind of misses is that it's good in any aspect of your life. like. So especially with finances, I think with finances, with diet, um, the biggest thing you can do to have some accountability is to track. 
mm-hmm. is to track track where your money's going, track where you're spending it. If you don't know where your money's going to go, track all of your receipts. Like that to me is just such a huge accountability thing. And the thing that I love about accountability so much is it's kind of like having a tour guide on an excursion. So you don't have to know every piece of what you're doing. You just have to have somebody that can come alongside of you and say, hey, did you make that happen today? That is all I do as an accountability coach. I don't have to understand what my clients are working on. I don't have to understand any of that. I just have to come in and say, how did it go? What got in your way? What stopped you? So it's the same for finances. How did your how did your budgeting go today? Did you do did you spend the money in the places you plan to spend it or did you get online on Amazon and did you just go willy-nilly? Because if you did, it's okay, but how can we fix that? How can we change it so that next time you don't do that? Because it's never in my in my mind it's never about right or wrong. I mean, unless you're doing something immoral or against the law, it's not about right and wrong. It's about what's good for you. Yes. Yes. And that's the biggest, I mean, to me, that's the biggest thing with accountability. Yes. And I love that you put it that way because we talk so much here that, you know, you need to make the decisions that are going to serve you and serve your families. And so that means that finance isn't going to look the same or the path is not going to look the same for everybody. Right. Because our goals are different. Our dreams are different. What we want to accomplish, where our families are at, where we're at, you know, is all going to be different. But I love that you said that accountability is kind of like that tour guide of just checking in to say, Hey, did you do the things that you want to do to bring what you want into your life? Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious too about that. Um, you know, not only tracking is so crucial because it gives us that awareness, but you know, you mentioned it being a coach as well. And so I feel like Mm -hmm. we also probably need to mention that, it's not just on us to track and doing it all ourselves, but having that outside help too, that person to be with you to check in is also a really crucial element. Yes. And you know, the thing is, is that yes, I'm an accountability coach. Yes. I would love it if each and every one of you decided to hire me. (laughs) That's not what it's about. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be somebody you pay. It could be a friend. It could be your spouse if you guys have a good enough relationship that it won't cause issues. Um, You know, it could be a sibling that, you know, maybe you guys check in with each other and you keep each other on, on point. But it doesn't have to be this thing that only looks one way. Yeah. It definitely can look different ways and, and be different, different for everyone. Um, I have some clients that absolutely can't, they've tried friends, they've tried, you know, outside forces. And they're like, unless I'm paying someone because they need that financial, um, I'm not going to call it a pain, but they need that financial like commitment piece there. Yeah. Commitment. Perfect. Perfect word (laughs) to keep them on track because otherwise they're like, ah, I just, I just won't do it. But by paying someone and knowing they're spending their money that way, they will stay on track. So, yeah. yeah. And what's so fascinating about that too, is it, 
it's keeping them on track to bring what they want into their lives. Yes. You know? And that yes. it's, it's kind of an interesting thought process because it sounds so much more simple just to not do those things, to not make the changes, to not make the effort, but yet then we stay where we're at and we're not really improving or growing the way we want, but having that coach to just kind of give you that nudge and say, yes. Hey, these are the commitments you made. Are you sticking to them? Cause we know at the end of all this, and even as we're going through this, it's going to improve your life. Yes. And, and to add to that just a little bit more, having a coach versus having a friend that holds you accountable. Mm -hmm. the, the friend may be able to do this too. So I'm not saying they can't, Yeah, but the coach can typically say, okay, we've been talking, you know, like some of my coaching. So I do accountability coaching a little different than most people. Sometimes we can do, like I have programs that we can do daily and I have programs that we can meet once a week. So it really depends on what the client wants. But in that, um, I can say to them, okay, we've been working for about four weeks now and your progress really isn't hitting the mark. Like it might be fine for what you want and that's great. But if it's not, maybe we need to tweak the goal. Maybe it's too big and it's too much for you to bite off at once. Maybe we need to go smaller and find a smaller way. And again, I don't really have to know all the bits and pieces for them. I just have to be there to say, hey, what about this? What about changing this? Or what about it is really keeping you stuck? What don't you like? What, when you go to do it, what is it that comes into your head that you're like, oh, I can't do that. You know, and where a friend might not know to ask those questions and, and be that person. And that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with them. It just means they're not in that space. Exactly. Exactly. And those are the things to help you stay on track. Um, yeah. So are, and two, when it comes to relationships with maybe friends or family members, there's also that level of, you know, not wanting to ruin a relationship, if you will, because right. trying to stay accountable. So it's sometimes it's nice to have that outside, yes. you know, kind of trained help of those that have practiced this. And this is just what they do every day, because then that's going to help you get, you know, the best results. Right. Absolutely. Yes. So good. I love it. So another thing too, that women can come up in the, you know, the, not only the beginning of the year, but as they're working through, you know, their goals and different things with not only just finances, but other goals, um, you know, is balancing those personal desires with, you know, financial responsibilities. And that can be really challenging. So how does setting boundaries contribute to our healthier mindset? Yeah. So it really, I believe setting boundaries really helps you to distinguish your wants and your needs. So it's like, what is it that you want? What are you desiring? Or is it, is it actually a need? Is it something you need right now? And so knowing those, those boundaries, you know, Amber, you and I were talking before we started recording yeah. was that, you know, what, what are the goals that you have? What are your negotiables and what are your non-negotiables in your goals? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, one thing that I always, I mean, I kind of just said this too, but one thing I always do with my clients is, um, is, is it too big? Is there something, because what happens that we don't understand, and I'm not going to get into the whole psychology of all of it. <laughs> I have taken some psychology, so I understand some of it. But what happens is, is when you have something that you've done for a long time and it gives you some sort of emotional release, 
and you take it away because it's not necessary, you end up with a loss. And that leads you into grief. I mean, you will grieve that loss just like you would grieve any other type of loss. It can also cause you to be angry. It can cause frustration. It can cause fear, thinking that you can never have that, that feeling again. And so there's just all these emotions that get tied to it. And we just go, nope, I have to do it. And so instead, if you take it from one level and just take it down a level. So if you're spending too much money on something and you're like, okay, I have to stop doing that. Maybe you don't spend that much and maybe you spend half that much. And so you still get something and you still have that feeling and you're still feeling like this is, this is a good thing. And this could work for absolutely any scenario, especially when it comes to money, um, could be groceries, you know, groceries are getting more and more expensive. And it could be the fact that maybe every time you go to the grocery store, you buy 10 items that are extra, that are fun, that maybe you don't need for your family. And so instead of buying 10, you buy seven or five and you still get something, but now you're saving money and you're not spending as much at the grocery store. Or maybe you're getting yourself back into your budget that you set. Like we haven't upped our grocery budget in probably three years, which I know we probably need to, but I'm really stingy about that. And I'm like, (laughs) no. So there are, and and I just know that we go to the grocery store. We fortunately are at a point where I don't have to like count every penny spent at the grocery store anymore, but there was a time that we had to do that. We had to hit a certain dollar amount. And so now if it goes over, I'm just like, well, just went over. It's okay. But I didn't used to be at that point. And it was like, oh, we got to put some things back. You know, and so stay within that budget. Yeah. Yes. So if you're trying to stay within that budget, setting those boundaries of what do I need? What is going to be most beneficial for my family? What's going to last the longest? Sometimes it's a matter about buying the products that are going to make four or five meals versus one. Yeah. You know, so that's where your boundaries really kick in. Yeah. And there's so much to unpack there. It's so, so good because yeah, like you said that those boundaries kind of tell you, okay, you know, what are you willing to do? What are you not willing to do? And I think sometimes that doesn't get addressed is, are you also going to make that commitment to not beat yourself up? Are you not willing to beat yourself up? Are you willing to keep trying when it gets hard? You know, so those even kind of concepts as you're going through this process, because we know there's going to be emotion involved. It's going to be a change of habit, a change of behavior. And like you mentioned, that can create some uncomfortable feelings. A lot of time, a loss or a grief when you say, oh, I, we used to spend $500 eating out every month. If we're cutting that back, is that going to, change my lifestyle? Is that going to change the good times I have? Is that going to change and give me more responsibility? Because I think about, you know, when it comes to eating out, there's a lot of different facets of like, oh, I don't have to cook. I don't have to clean. It's more efficient. I get to go out. I don't have to be at home. I can, you know, be surrounded more of a different social network where I get to have interaction with, you know, family or friends that is a, you know, probably an enjoyable experience. And so when you say, I got to cut back that, you might say, well, I'm, 
I want that in my life. I enjoy that. That's, you know, why am I giving that up? But you also know, if I start redirecting some of these funds to other things, it's going to have a more lasting impact that I really do want. And so it's just being aware of that too, knowing that those emotions are going to come up as you go through and even work on a budget. (laughs) Those are going to come up because it is going to change what you do with your money and where you put it. You know, it's going to be for the better, but in the interim, as it's changing, as you're learning those new habits, there is going to be that emotion there too. Yeah. And you know, there are little things too. This is where boundaries really come into play. Because there are little things you could do. So maybe instead of going out for dinner, you go out for dessert. Yes. yes. Like you have dinner at home, you get the house all clean. And then you're like, okay, let's go out for dessert and let's share one. Or go out for dessert and initially you each get one and then you start sharing one. Or you get a couple for the family. Like whatever it is, there are ways around it. And if you can be creative, you can make those boundaries really work in your favor. Yes. And that again is where having somebody to bounce ideas off of and just be accountable to, Hey, I did it. And I did it this way. And you know, one thing I haven't mentioned about an accountability coach, but that is probably my favorite part is celebrating my clients. Yes, that's the best. Just being able to go, <laughs> way to go. You did it. And, and see them light up and them get excited and, you know, and it's never about beating them up. Like accountability no, is no. never coaching in general is never a judgment thing. It's no. <laughs> never about beating someone up. It's always about what could we do different? Yes. And once you understand that and you really get into that, it's, it's just a game changer. It is Yeah, we can not take on that negative emotion of shame or like I'm a terrible person because I couldn't do this. It's more like, no, we we know you have these goals because you want to improve your life and you can see where maybe it's a struggle. Let's figure out, like, like you said, just those simple changes that we can start to make that are doable that make it more possible. And no, even just your um, example of saying, okay, well, we can do dinner at home, but then let's go out for dessert. We might find that we go, oh, we can still have a great experience and yeah. not have to do a full dinner. Or we can still find other ways. Because I think it opens us up when we try new things to open us up to yes. say, oh, there's different ways I can do this and still get a great experience. Yes. Yes. And that way you're not losing out on the social aspect or the just the chance. I mean, so I, I don't know about your entire community, but I know so many moms in my community that stay at home, whether they work from home, whether they stay at home and take care of the kids, they have all these responsibilities at home. And when you take getting to go out to eat away from them or getting out of the house away from them, yeah, yeah. that's going to change everything for them and really make them feel trapped. And we never want to do that. Um, So, and even if it's, even if you're the mom and you're taking it away from you. Yeah. Even if it's your own decision. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You don't want to start to resent your family or your work or whatever it is that already keeps you at home. Give yourself that out. I mean, heck, go through the drive-thru and get a Sunday and just get yourself out once in a while. But I, I'm a firm believer in that too. So 
that kind of goes along with my whole mindset, mindset coaching and, you know, just really taking care of yourself and self-care, but yeah, that all falls in here too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, once again, just finding ways that accommodates taking care of you, meeting those needs that you have, as well as then incorporating the things that you want to improve and move forward. In. But I think that's a really powerful point to remember. We don't want to say, okay, we have to overhaul our budget. We've got to make sure that I stick ironclad to this budget and not make changes because that could bring that in, resentment in because we're like, no, because I have to do this. I can't be, you know, yeah. flexible. And then we start to resent it. And then ultimately what happens if we're resenting it, if we're feeling negative, if we don't want to do it, mm-hmm. well, what happens to those goals? We're not going to stick with them because we right. don't want to feel that. And it's stressful and it's hard and heavy to carry that and that feeling with you along the way. Absolutely. And you said something really powerful there, which is I have to do this. Right. Yeah. And that is something I really work with my clients with is losing the halves, the have tos, the shoulds, the must. You know, um, I started out with the phrase I get to, and I liked that. Okay. But I have them more on the I get, I choose. Yes. I choose yes. what I want. I yes. choose, I make those choices. And then you get to decide. You know, this week we are going to go out for dinner. This is the choice we're going to make next week. We might make a different choice and it might feel right to stay home and to get some more done and to, to save that money and to put it towards something else. And, and you do, you have those choices. Yes. Yes. And that's empowering. That's empowering to say, I am choosing to spend my money this way. So then when the, the kind of consequences come, whether they be positive or maybe not Mm -hmm. as positive. We're saying, Hey, we chose into that. That's something we wanted to bring in. And then the results are just going to be different and you get to decide what results would I like? Maybe this week, the result is I'm going to spend more money on eating out and not saving as much. Okay. That's the result. And it doesn't mean that you're a horrible person or you've done something wrong. It's just, you're choosing that type of result. Now, if you look at it and say, you know what? not liking that result. Okay. Then you can make a choice then to create a different result by your action. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and, and and going along with the beating yourself up and things, even if you don't like the result, and you're like, Oh, okay. I shouldn't have probably done that. I should have spent my money elsewhere. Yes. You can shoot it all day. I shouldn't have done this. I should have done that. (laughs) But the, the, the ultimate thing is, is that you did it now how can you let yourself accept it and just bringing that acceptance in because it's all about having awareness of what you're doing. I mean, all of it is that's a hundred percent of what accountability is. It's being aware of what you're doing, when you're doing it, why you're doing it, how you're doing it, whatever you need that awareness around. And so you don't beat yourself up. You just go, okay, next time I'm going to make a different choice. Yeah. Next time when I know it's going to be tight in the budget, I'm going to say no to that yeah. because I don't like this feeling, but I'm not going to give myself a hard time. I'm going to make it work. Yes. Yes. And you know, yeah. if you have to go stand in front of the mirror and go, I love you. I love you. I love you. Do it because yes. it's well, number one, if you've never done it, do it. It's life changing. <laughs> and number two, you're going to need to remind yourself how much you love and support yourself. Yes. 
Yes. And that it's not, once again, it doesn't have to look any like anybody else's yeah, journey. Exactly. And so if you choose to do it this way and it's working for you and your family, awesome. You don't have to go, oh, I'm doing it wrong or I'm a terrible person because I don't, it doesn't look right. like this person's journey. It's like, no, these are the, just the choices that you get to make. Yeah. And these are just the results. And it's okay if it's not exactly where you want to be. You're just going, okay, I can accept that. And then I can also be empowered to make another choice going forward. And that's okay too. Yeah, absolutely. The, the shame and guilt we can, I mean, I think the guilt can be just kind of that nudge or that feeling of like, oh, maybe mm -hmm. that was a choice I didn't want to make, but we, I don't think shame has a benefit to it <laughs> to beat ourselves up, to make no. us feel miserable. I don't think there's any positive impact. So I'm going, we really don't have to do that part. No, no, ah. I, I agree wholeheartedly. As a matter of fact, when my clients have guilt, I'm like, what's it teaching you? Ah. That's a question I always ask them. What is it teaching you? And if it's not teaching you anything, like you cannot find a lesson, you got to let it go. Yeah. But if it's teaching you a lesson, let's learn the lesson and let's not, not keep the guilt. Let's just learn the lesson. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Let's, you know, and we could cut down our time of going through a process. <laughs> we can yes. let this thing go and say, okay, I want to learn from this instead of yes. just kind of wallow and beating myself up. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Oh, so yes. good. So I'd love to know, Jennifer, what are three tips you could give to help someone easily create some accountability yes. <laughs> around money or their spending habits? Yes. Well, I actually think we've covered all three, but I'm going to reiterate them because yes, I think please they're, do. <laughs> they're so good. Um, so the first one, I always recommend tracking, like writing it down, knowing where all your money is being spent. Um, you know, back in the olden days, I feel like we did this with our checkbooks. Yeah. <laughs> it was like our system of tracking, but I don't have to keep a checkbook register anymore. I know a lot of people still do. I kind of gave it up a long time ago. Um, but now I do have a spreadsheet where I kind of track everything and, and keep it that way. Um, and so that's always a really great way. Um, setting specific financial goals, like knowing what you want your money to do for you. Yeah. And that's true for anything in your life. Again, is setting those goals. How do you know how you want to spend your time? Yeah. You know, money and time can almost be interchangeable in this whole thing. Hmm. Like if you're not, if you're just scrolling Facebook all day, you know, are you, are you wasting time or are you spending money? Cause you, could be on Facebook spending money. There's yeah. ads every 30 seconds now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so just knowing and then keeping them fresh in your mind. You can't write them down on January 1st and say, okay, these are my goals for the year and never look at them again. Yes. Because you're not going to remember them. You're not going to stay in tune with them. You're not going to keep them fresh in your mind and, and know what they are. So reevaluating them. Are your goals working? Like I look every Friday. So every Friday I set up my, my week for like what I have for appointments, what I want to accomplish for the week for the next week. And then at the end of every day, I look back at it and I go, okay, what did I do? This is what I said I was going to do. Did I do it? And if I didn't, why didn't I, what got in my way? And maybe it's not important and that's okay. It is always okay to look back at your goals and go, that wasn't really as important as I thought it was in that moment. Yeah. It's okay. 
but knowing what they are and evaluating what they are, you have to do all of that. And it doesn't have to be like hours worth of time. I take 10 minutes and I go, okay, I did this and I check everything off. I like to check things off. Like, hey, let's check this off. <laughs> Checklists are great. And, exactly. <laughs> and, um, and then I'll circle the stuff I didn't do. And then I get to decide if I'm going to do it the next day or not. When I look at my schedule and yeah. Is that, is that important to me today? Yeah. And if I get to the end of the week and I didn't do it, I usually don't do it. So then I go, okay, I just went through five days and that was never important. Odds are it's not going to be important at all. Yeah. So, and that's okay. And then the third tip is find an accountability partner. Again, whether it's a friend or you hire a coach or somebody that's going to help you, Get an accountability partner, someone that you trust, yes. that you are willing to tell them the hard things that you're working on. Again, they don't have to know every specific detail about it. So you get to choose what you're saying to them, but find someone that you trust and that will check in with you daily if you need it. Yeah. I have a program where I check in with my clients Monday through Friday for 15 minutes every day. And they need that. And I have a program where I check in with my clients for 20 to 30 minutes once a week. And they need that. Hmm. Or it could be twice a week. You know, like, like find somebody who's flexible, that's willing to do what you need. And don't be afraid to ask for what you need. Yes. We yes. all get to ask for what we need. They have the right to tell you that doesn't work for them. And that's okay too. Doesn't mean it ruins your relationship. It just means it didn't work for them. Go find somebody it does work for. So those are my three tips. Track, know your goals, stay on top of them and find an accountability. Yes. Oh, so, so good. I love those. And so much of those have to do with just being aware and seeing yes. where you're going and how you're getting there. Yes. Right. And that is just so powerful because then we can see that we're making the changes and growth in our lives to create yeah. more of what we want. Yeah. And, you know, another reason to have coaches as well is to kind of navigate how that feels in the process. Yes. Because that's going to, once again, like we talked about, bring up a lot of different emotion because yeah. we're changing who we were and becoming something new. You know, we're still ourselves, but we're changing our habits and our behaviors. And that just comes with that emotional component that's, you know, those accountability coaches and can help you work through and absolutely help you continue on in your journey. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, good. Oh, I love it so much, Jennifer. I just wish we could keep talking about this. <laughs> right. Our time, but it's been yes. amazing. And thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of your wisdom and your you know, the tips and different things, because I think this is going to be a huge eye opener and really help the women that come and listen to this on their journey yeah. to accomplish more of what they want. Um, but I do want to ask you if yeah. our listeners are saying, Hey, how do I contact Jennifer? How do I connect with her? Where can they find you? Absolutely. So, um, on Facebook or Instagram, I am thankful hearts coaching. So you can do either at thankful hearts coaching and find the DM, um, and send me a message. Or you can just go and like my Facebook pages or my Facebook, my business page and my Instagram. Um, otherwise, if you just want to send me an email, 
it's thankfulheartscoaching at gmail.com. And it's hearts with an S. So it's thankfulheartscoaching. Um, Perfect. All together. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so good. And this is just such so, a good thing to have at the beginning yeah. of our year as we're making those changes, realizing, you know, that accountability of those boundaries, that awareness is just going to support you in your journey. So thank you again so much, Jennifer. Well, thank you, Amber. It was just such a pleasure to be on here. And you're always such a joy to talk to. Like I said at the beginning, I have really enjoyed getting to know you. And so I, I love seeing where this relationship's going to go. Yes, thank you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. This is your year to become more confident with your money and bring more of what you want into your life. A key to do that is discovering your money mindset. Once you've discovered your money mindset, it opens up the possibilities of what you can bring into your life. I want to help you with this. Head on over to discoveryourmoneymindset.now.site to get your complimentary copy of our brand new ebook, Discovering Your Money Mindset. You can use this as a tool to aid you this year in creating more of what you want and feeling confident in your money. I can't wait to hear how it goes. So head on over once again to discoveryourmoneymindset.now.site.